Okay, so welcome back to another 10 Fitman podcast episode. And today we're going to talk about very, very interesting topic. And we call it From Miserable to Miracle. And this is when you are feeling down and when you're at the bottom and how you still find a way to go up and find that light. And to help me with that, I have this amazing, amazing person next to me, Mr. Larry Schuster, and he's one of the best storytellers in the world, in my opinion. And at the moment, we are here in, in Shanghai, and I met Larry a few weeks back at a Toastmasters event where he was one of the leading speakers. And I'm so happy and grateful to, to have met him. And now we became friends, and I'm learning so much from him. And yeah, he would, uh, we'll be so happy if he can share a couple of stories. From, from his life and his experience. And uh, yes, really, really looking forward to that. Larry, you have something to add? Yes, of course. Thanks okay. a lot for that, for the wonderful words. So I'm in Shanghai for 15 years. For the last several years, I'm a speech coach, a TEDx coach, and I formed a company. I formed a company called The Storytelling Company based in here in downtown Shanghai to help speakers like you, like like my friend Milan, find their stories, find shape and deliver amazing stories with their messages that really touch people and move people forward. And so that's what I've been doing. And here we're going to share some stories from my own experience that apply both to public speaking and to the world of tennis and any other journey that you may want to challenge yourself with and Along the way, in the middle of this journey, or at the beginning, sometimes it's, to be honest, pretty ugly, as it was for me when I started. So, let's hear where we go, and that's our schedule for today. Yes, that's great. I just want to add, and how this topic is so relatable, and what Larry will talk about is, I know a lot of you guys out there, when you are trying to learn and master some tennis skills, you're either at the beginning or you are somewhere in the middle, as, as Larry just mentioned, it's, it can be overwhelming because you kind of, you get stuck at some point, you feel like you're not improving, you don't know what to do, and maybe you're even getting close to that point where you want to quit, some people even quit, so this is the point, we, we want to share these experiences and uh, to kind of persuade you that it's not, it's not you, you don't want to go there, you don't want to quit, and uh, as Larry will talk about, it's about those little things, the details and the perseverance and having the patience, but also more about the passion about the thing. If you have that, you will be able to find a way. Find a way to overcome. You know, it's, it's really about pride. When, when you're a kid, if you fall down, no big deal. You have no special attachment to pride. You just get up and you try it again. There's something about kids. That's how it is. And when you become adults, you always want to be for perfect. And so a lot of times that keeps people from trying new things. Fear of failure. It Fear looks failure. terrible. And, you know, you have now by the time you're in your 20s or more or less, you, you don't want to look bad in front of your friends. But if you're trying something new, that's the way it is. It's not going to be ugly. And anyone who's become successful, they went through these terrible times. That's so true. That's so true. I can I can relate to that. I'm not saying about I'm not about the successful part, but I know I had some difficult moments. And uh, but here we'd like to hear 
your stories, Larry. Okay, so, if you do. Yes. All right. I was about Feel to ask free. you for your <laughs> worst moment, but that's all right. You're okay. off the hook. Yeah. Uh, it's me. So uh, it all started about 12 years ago in about 2009. I was with a startup pharmaceutical company in Shanghai, and they hired me because I had brilliant writing if I may say so, very strong writing ability and a background in medical research and this sort of thing. So one day they started to ask me, could I do the presentation, the investment pitch in front of investors for them to raise money for the company and to form new partnerships? So I'm doing the pitch, I'm doing the presentation, and we're having several people coming through and listening to me do this. In the meantime, my two bosses, my two Chinese bosses are also listening. And it turns out they're horrified. <laughs> they were polite to me, but they were pretty direct. At the end of one of those sessions, <clears throat> after a long day of presenting, they, one of my bosses pulled me out in the hallway and he said, Larry, that was miserable. No charisma, no confidence, no conviction, none of the qualities that you would need in order to influence anyone to do anything for you. You know, it was, it was just like a word machine, get it done and, and run away. <clears throat> so that's how it happened. And at that point, what would you want to do? I mean, you'd feel terrible. That's the, the hardest punch you can get. Like on your, on your like, you know, self-esteem and all this like you know the, the self-belief the confidence that's 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 what that's what really puts you down so yeah, so what, what, happened? what happened how you managed to well so overcome yeah that? so i'm just listening to his words the first strategy i had was i'm not going to defend anything that he heard any comment that he said he was absolutely right so i just listened and i took it in like a sponge and it's like you're being you know, a verbal punching bag, you know, and boom, 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 punching against my ego, uh, against my, my image. And, and the one lesson that, that came out of it, first of all, was I had been a journalist in the U.S. for 20 years, so I could write, I could interview, I could edit, I could tell stories, but written, never spoken. And so here, for the first time, I'm asked, to switch from written communication to speaking. And it wasn't pretty. And I had not been trained. I wasn't prepared. I wasn't ready. I didn't realize that great writing, uh, I, I actually thought great writing would be all I net needed. But in fact, great writing didn't translate into great speaking. So that was lesson number one. And lesson number two was, well, to find the answer on how to go forward with my life, what should I do in my career? Should I just run away and do something else? But I decided I had one concept that was what was the driving force to help me go forward, and that is to accept that at that moment, speaking was my worst skill. My worst skill. And, you know, people say, Go with your strengths. Figure out what your strengths are and then build on that. That's your future. Quadruple on strengths. And, yeah, yeah. and, and so, but in this case, I, I flipped it. I, it I'm going to take my worst skill, right? And I'm going to make it my strongest. Wow. And, and one step at a, 
at a time, one step at a time. So that, that, was, that was my concept. And so fortunately, there's an organization called Toastmasters, which is about 100 years old, based in the U.S. As it turns out, in Shanghai, there's over 100 clubs. Wow. Well, that's amazing. The, 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 the important thing about them was they provided the transition from written communication to spoken because that organization, that organization promotes excellence in public speaking and leadership. It's a place where you, you have warm encouragement. Even if you did a miserable speech, people will say, wow, amazing, which is actually not so helpful. But anyhow, you're not going to be torn apart. You'll get some positive feedback on how to make your speech better because everyone goes there for the same reason, to, come, to get better, to raise their game. So I suppose in tennis there are places you can go where you get the positive feedback as well. So that's what I did for me for my future in public speaking, and it looks like it worked. Um, one day, finally, in the middle, after, after a meeting, somebody came up to me after hearing my personal stories on the stage in Toastmasters. They said, I wonder if you would come and do workshops on storytelling for our management team wow. in Shanghai. And it was an international dairy company. And I had never thought about storytelling as any kind of a business thing. And I, I actually had to look up on the internet. What are they talking about? Why would businesses or business managers care about storytelling? And, and that was the first moment where I got an idea. Hey, I could actually pay the bills with this. So, and that's what I've done. And I've set up a company and I've, I've coached some very senior executives from, from global companies that you would be familiar with. So, so there I am. Uh, th that's my journey that, that I went from this place of, Larry, you can't speak at all. You're miserable. I went from that miserable moment to now I'm actually getting paid pretty good money for helping very senior people to deliver very important messages. So that's my story as a public speaker going from zero to hero. And the same lessons can apply in tennis. And now we can explore how that happens. So take it away. Yes, that, that's amazing. Thank you so much, Larry, for sharing this. And uh, really, really impressed. And I uh, hope you guys can take something from that. And it's definitely a very, very strong strong lesson and uh, it can really inspire at least really inspire me and uh, as as he mentioned there are places where you can learn certain skills and uh, in in the in the field of public speaking and this is where we actually met at toastmasters event and there are also places for tennis right you can go to the local club you can hire a private coach you can go online you can see there's many fantastic youtube videos and the channels the websites and uh, we definitely hope that this, this kind of podcast can also provide you some value because we go a little bit, we kind of take it from a different view, right? We're not going to talk about the technique here, four and a back ends, but we kind of bring you this mentality and the mindset, mindset which, yeah. which I believe it's, it's so necessary in order to, you know, to improve and to, to make the next step. And uh, as I mentioned, there's this moment where you're going you're gonna to feel stuck. You're going to have problems. And you might even feel fear. You will be scared. Like I, I was, I was always 
in this in these situations maybe before some tournaments it's kind of similar you know like facing the fear and going to attend this public speaking many so you mentioned how the people go there to to master their skills for speaking but i believe some also go just simply to conquer the fear conquer the fear of public speaking i believe like if you if you ask 100 people on the streets what is your biggest fear? fear yeah. I, I, I kind of feel it's going to be high, not high, like 30%, 50%, maybe they would say public speaking. Maybe more than that. More than maybe, that. Maybe more. So but, I think this is, it's and, very, it's very and, kind of symbolic, right? And, and there's a reason about that. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, uh, in the old days, you would be scared of animals eating you up, you know, and it would be a survival instinct. Instinct, you you know, you'd be facing a, a wild environment that in and in, in very ancient mm. times, and your survival depended on your ability to connect with your network of people, and also take care of the wild elements. Well, public speaking, even though it doesn't look like we're in the forest or the jungles and there's wild animals, there's a similar survival thing going on because no one wants to look bad. Your survival very often is dependent on how you connect with other people, how you connect with with uh, with a few ways, different ways to look at. It, if I can just share, yes. For example, let's suppose you you get. Uh, I give you the keys to a very fancy car, like a Jaguar or a Maserati, something something fast, powerful, sexy. And it looks on the outside like, yeah, let me have that car. That's yummy. But if you don't know how to drive, you know, you could just kill yourself. And mm. some other people, you'll destroy the car. So, so the idea is, and there would be fear, right? There would be fear. So the idea is, in the same way, there would be fear of how do you operate in this environment of getting getting on the stage, actually being given the keys to speak in front of others without actually knowing how to drive. It's that kind of a same, similar thing. So the idea is you, you have this fear, it's a normal thing, but the idea is figure out what are the few things that you need to conquer that fear. And there's not that many things to worry about. But if you have no idea about how to operate, you know, okay. as if operating a car, you're going to have this fear, like people will be looking at you and you, you, know, you don't know what to do. You don't know what they want from you, but there you are. So, so there's a few tips people need to know is, for example, how to look at people. And at first you think it's a stupid question because you've always looked at people. But as soon as you're on the stage and there's 50 or 100 or 1,000 people, suddenly this becomes something different. It's not like having a coffee. When I go to companies to do workshops, I'm often finding, a, a, you know, I'll, I'll ask anyone, raise your hand if you're so shy, you would never want to be in front of others or you've never taken the chance to be in front of others, to speak in front of others. And there's a few hands that come up and I get them to come up and they're shocked. They're not expecting me to call on them. And then we do a little exercise and if I can just go through a few more seconds of this. Yes, yes, for okay. sure, yes. And, sure and, and so, so you would see them coming on and they're shaking. And, uh, you know, they're nervous. They, they, they hardly even know what, to, you know, where to look or what to think. And so I just say, 
Take a look at Joe, for example, on the front row, and just look at him right in the eye, and you forget everyone else. Now, how do you feel? Just say a few words to him. How do you feel? And they'll always, always 100% say, I'm fine. I have no trouble like talking, talking to, to Joe. one person. One person. So you just talk to one person. And everyone, without exception, had no trouble talking to one person. They've done it their whole life. They know it's no big deal. Mm. So right away, the fear starts to go down. And then I say, let's repeat this with Mary over there. So come over and talk to Mary. Do the same thing. Just tell them how you got here, how you're feeling, why you're here. You know, very basic. So it's not a hard question. And yeah, they have a nice chat with Mary for a few seconds and repeat this three or four times. And suddenly they'll notice, and the audience will also notice that their shakiness, their, their, their comfort level, their, their shakiness goes down calm, and they're calmer. Then suddenly you can hear in their voice mm -hmm. that calmness start to return. So that's key number one is how to conquer the fears, knowing how to drive. But in this case, it's not a car, it's your, your voice, we'll say, your personality in front of them. And, and it works 100% of the time. So this fear that people have about public speaking, it probably also applies to, to learning a new sport like tennis. Learn a few very basic things and suddenly your fear, your embarrassment go down and then you're on your way to becoming a star. Yes, that's very well said. And I was just thinking as you were talking about this, it's, it's kind of a very specific thing, right? And we mentioned the details again. Mm. It's a specific thing. You, you want to think about one person and you do that specifically with, with intention and it will, it will help you a lot in the process. So we do the same in tennis. We will, we will teach a certain way of, of doing the motion and like repetitions. So the, 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 narrow, the more narrow you go in the process and, uh, you know... By narrow, you mean detailed. Details, yeah. yes. Mm -hmm. But also, as the same thing, like, this is... Actually, I just have this idea. I, I want to share this because it's, it's really, really tied up to this and it's relatable. When, when, where we have a problem, let's say for, for tennis match, if you're, if you're having this nervous and uh, the butterflies, you know, the stomach butterflies when you're playing... And because you're thinking about the match, you think about the whole thing. Oh my God, it's like so overwhelming. I need to win two sets. I don't know how many points. So if you look at the whole big picture, it becomes overwhelming. Same, if you look at all the audience, thousand people, a bit overwhelming. But if you look at one person, right? And mm -hmm. the same in tennis. Is that right? The you, same look, thing. you look at the point. Mm -hmm. This is the, the, mo the best advice you can get from the, the best players in the world. Every time I talk to them and also from my experience. If you can manage to narrow everything down to, to one little thing and in, in tennis or any sport, it's like one moment or one point, right? Narrow you, the focus, you mean? Yes, just to one point. Point means like when you play, you know, you win the point. So you just think about that one moment. Oh, I see. One point. Mm -hmm. You don't think about, oh, what's happening? Oh, I'm playing this important match. Oh, if I lose the match, this is the biggest problem. Why people are underperforming? Because they're not able to, to get in the present, uh -huh. right? So they're thinking about past, maybe, oh, I did this. Oh, I lost this point or or in the future what if I lose this set or if I lose this match which is it's, it's kind of similar also for public speaking and I experienced this yesterday actually uh, uh. and uh, Larry was there I was doing this kind of mini speech like with some uh, table topic like a random question yeah I didn't Impromptu, feel yeah. the most comfortable but it's more because I was overwhelmed with the situation 
I did try to look at the, at the person. I was yeah. looking at the Ricardo okay. and, and a few other people. So that, that was helpful, but I was still not able to be in that present moment. I was thinking, oh, what everybody else is thinking. So my thoughts were kind of mm. running out. I was not kind of narrowing down to the very thing that, you know, it's happening in the moment. Mm. But uh, yes. So in yeah. public speaking, there's a very similar thing. And so there's a quote uh, that when you're speaking or the quality of your speaking very often depends on what you're thinking, on your thoughts at that moment. Are you, are you actually in the moment of your speech? So if you're, you're sharing some story. The ideal thing is to relive that story. In that case, you want to go back in the mm -hmm. past because it's required to... I felt that. I felt to, that. To, 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 to bring people to where you were. But the other aspect of it, so that's one side of the coin, is to relive the story which happened in the past for the special effect to make people feel that. But then you jump back into the present and then you feel what the people feel. You look at them, their faces. Are they with you? Are they on the edge of their seats? Can you feel they're curious? They want to know more. So you stop thinking about the past and you think, as, as Milan was saying, you're in the present and you're connecting with those people as it is one conversation at a time. So the speech is just a series of these individual conversations and by looking at one person at a time and then sharing a thought, another person and sharing a thought, and eye contact with another one, then it becomes a series of single conversations. And that's, uh, that's the way to get your speech across. And that's the same thing you need to do when you're playing tennis. It's one point at a time, one point at a time. Forget about the past. You're now right here focus on that point boom and then you can do it great that's that's amazing guys take the note on that that's that's crucial vital and uh, I would like to add just the, the one thing that it's on my mind right now and it's also experience from yesterday and I was going through some self-reflection after this e evening and the event last night and it's uh, it's about this facing the fear and not allowing that like, you know, fear of failure to kind of stop you from growing, right? Because I was thinking, uh, I was sitting there in the audience and I had an option to, to raise my hand and to go on a stage. I was not feeling well, like I was not feeling comfortable. The, the, the whole topic, the, the evening, I didn't feel very positive. I didn't have any message uh, because Larry was giving me some advice or how, how to go out stage. You should have some idea in your mind what message you want to uh, share or what uh, story. You have some stories. I didn't really have a clear thing on my mind but still so I have options okay I'm just not gonna do it I'm gonna sit there and listen to others and be like a passive like a, you know in, in audience or the option B was like I'm, I'm still gonna go for it I'm gonna risk what I'm gonna risk the feel of maybe you look bad thing. or something yeah uh, risk that, yeah, that maybe I will not be able to talk smoothly or my, my speech won't be like that that good but the point is like I chose to to take that risk right and uh, it didn't go the way I really want it. I think I, I could do much better, uh, but that's not the point. The point is after I was feeling down, I was really feeling down. And this is what, what happens in sports as well. You will have this, you will have many moments, many days. It's not your day. It's, it's just normal, not your day, but it's not, it's not like end of the world. And it's not like that you failed because it, it's not a failure, right? 
because you you see it in a different way you see it as a lesson learned mm. and this i learned so much because i talked to larry after i talked to a, a couple other people they're amazing amazing uh, professionals who are willing to share and then you know had i just sit there and did nothing stay passive i wouldn't go through this experience i wouldn't talk to them i wouldn't get this feedback, feedback and yeah. actually uh, and relive that experience on the stage same as for matches like i i, I know this and uh, maybe if you felt this in some sports and you had some story about yoga, but for sports, I, I know many, many players around the world, they're afraid to go and play matches because they don't want to lose. They don't want to embarrass themselves. But, and I always said, this is the way to improve. Like you will not become better tennis player if you just play training, if you're just training and, and just doing this something that's easy and comfortable because you're afraid to actually face the opponent and face yourself. Actually, when you play a match, you're facing more yourself. But anyways, that's that's the key message here. Like in order to, to go from that miserable to miracle, right? Let's say if the miserable is like you're at the start and you're just training, you're you're afraid to to face the opponent in your matches, you need to take that step and take that risk because that's the only way you will improve. Mm. You agree with that? Like you have to face that fear because you see it as a lesson. There is no failure. Mm -hmm. There is no failure. So, right? so the idea is, even though it's so painful, and oh, it's terrible! I, I, I couldn't sleep. Like <laughs> I was, I was we can talk about how <laughs> yeah, terrible it is. And you know, yeah, you have your stories also. So, so, so the idea is, yeah, that's the way it is. It's not pretty. And so, uh, th there's a car company that's, that's going to be starting up in Shanghai, and I'm I'm working with the the head of the company. Uh, and one of the things that, that he, he shared with me, that, that his value, his, his way of, of dealing with challenge and risk is feel, that's F-A-L, no, F-I-A, F-A-I-L. Okay. In other words, fail, fail, fail. fast. Fail uh, fast and often. Means, okay. Get it over the, you know, all the failures. Get them out of the way. Wow. They, they, you know, of course, there is, so there, is, there, is this, there is this phrase that failure is the mother of success. Mm -hmm. And if that's so, I've had so many mothers. <laughs> that's great. So, uh, so lots of failures. But the idea is, like Milan did yesterday, in that failure, he saw a valuable lesson on what to do better next time. So if you take it as a, a learning moment. Yes, I want to correct that. I, I still don't see it as a failure. I okay. don't want to see it as a failure. Right. It's disappointed, but you were okay. disappointed. Yeah, disappointment. Yeah. But the, another quote I want to add here, it's, it's so good. You cannot fail, sorry, if you, you cannot fail if you don't quit. Or if you don't quit, you will not fail, so keep going. What do you think about that? Uh, the idea if you don't quit, if you, you will not fail. That means if you stay with it, yeah, th you will not fail. So keep going. Ah, oh, right. Wait a minute. <laughs> not exactly what I'm thinking. Okay, okay. I was thinking, you know, if you on any journey, there's going to be bumps along the road. Okay. And and so that's the way it is. And you just learn how to navigate the bumps. And the, the, the difference between somebody who becomes amazingly successful and people who either quit or they just stay like uh, Mama Who or yes. just, just uh, very so-so is the successful person will understand that there are bumps along the road and they include in their strategy for growth 
that they're going to deal with it and mm. they're going to become the very best at dealing with those bumps on the road. The other person who who doesn't ever make much progress, who gets stuck, Stay is they don't understand zone. that. They don't understand that the success is not you know just trying to go to that end point, their target, but is dealing with all the bumps along the road. They don't. They 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 think these bumps are barriers. Why is that my way? I want to be successful. But the successful people have the same bumps. They just take it gracefully and they learn from each thing. So, um, mm. yeah, I mean, there are so many, so many famous stories around the world with those successful people, including Michael Jordan, who was not allowed to be on the team in, in his on his high school team or something. And then Walt Disney, like he, so many these super successful people, they were rejected and they were basically failing, failing. And then, and then in the end, we see there they became legendary. So, mm. same as Larry, became a miracle, a, a miracle storyteller. And actually, you, you didn't really uh, experience here, but I, I, I spent some time with Larry, and I, I witnessed some of his speeches. I, I would really highly like recommend that you mm. you look up look up him online, and uh, or if you have a chance, if you're in China or in Shanghai, that you attend his uh, speeches, and uh, if you have a chance to meet him, it's really amazing. Like. Uh, I learned so much from him and it's like for all for all aspects of life and uh, as you can tell he he is full of amazing stories uh, the real ones and amazing messages so now let me tell a real story okay <laughs> we, you make it quick make it quick you oh. make it quick yeah because we're running out of time yeah this is about details okay because a lot of people will get the idea that if they just stay on the journey they stay on a bumpy road that uh, uh, okay. you know uh, if they just stay with it and, you know, we were saying, you know, uh, practice makes perfect. It's not exactly the way uh, that will make you successful. So I just want to talk about this briefly and okay. then um, sure. that's it. So there was the story of me that started about 10 years ago that, that uh, my body was really feeling like it was falling apart. I would have terrible pains and there were moments in the worst case, about once a month I would have trouble walking. And, uh, and I found, uh, after going to many doctors, that they actually gave a very disgusting name for this. I won't talk about okay. it now. But anyhow, they, there is a thing that describes this, this, uh, this condition that I have. And they were saying, oh, if you pay a lot of money, you can get this very expensive drug. And maybe this will help you. Maybe this will slow, ground, slow down the progression of this nasty thing. But maybe you'll continue to have problems. We're so sorry. You're not lucky. You've got this. But all right. So fast forward until about one year ago. This was still a problem for me. And I was walking through uh, the lobby of a hotel. And uh, I was trying to get myself to a taxi because once again, I had this problem. After 10 years, still had this problem, and I could barely walk. And somebody in the hotel said, Mister, do you need a wheelchair? Wow. And just the idea that somebody could think of me as being in a wheelchair. Now, some people say you should just reach out and accept the help that you... But the idea that I even need it was, you know... You know, that was like a disaster. Something re re rebellious happened Yeah, there. so I want, like I want to fight back, and mm -hmm. I'm not accepting that. Now, for many years, the background is I was a, a bike rider, and I was doing yoga, so I thought of all the people, I shouldn't have I don't to, deserve this, yeah, this don't kind deserve of treatment. It. Yeah, right? I, I hardly ever drink much, you know, don't smoke, all these things. So what was the difference? 
what made it, what we, I, how did I get over this? Well, first of all, I'm going too fast. Six months ago, I signed up, I became member of a, of a yoga studio. And I thought maybe that can help, even though I've been practicing yoga for decades. But you were just practicing, right? I was so, just practicing, okay. uh, you know, just based on some basic knowledge. Mm -hmm. I thought I could handle it. But finally, even with pain pills and going to doctors and getting advice, medical advice, it, nothing was working. I still would, you know, the guy said, hey, do you need a wheelchair? Just, just a year ago. And I started going to yoga and then something magical happened. They shared, you know, some details on how to do some stretches, some twists, and and uh, and other other poses and things. And they started to it started to like magic. My pain disappeared, wow. and it never came back as strong at, as before. And so, what's the difference between I was doing yoga before, but still getting the pain? and still having trouble walking, and now I go to yoga, still yoga, the difference is details. They were giving me little tiny details to do it a little bit differently than I had been doing. It's the same thing that if, if you get, uh, you're playing tennis, and no matter how much you're practicing, you're still making the same mistakes, and maybe mm -hmm. making them stronger, but it's still, the, you're not making progress, you're not, you're still stuck, like I was, before I got professional support who pointed out the details of how to do yoga. And when I did apply those details in yoga, now suddenly I can do some pretty fancy, you know, uh, pretty dancy, pretty fancy poses, standing my head, pointing my feet I've to the seen sky. That. Pretty amazing. Like and almost like mind blowing. Mind blowing. You, can't, yeah. you can't imagine that somebody who had a story about wheelchair is doing this kind of pose, and um, and that's that's the story about details. So details. And, and how you go from miserable, where you were like barely walking, and it's the miracle, right? Doing the the headstand. And, so and it's the, another another example. Yes. The, the keys to going from miserable to miracle are in the details. Of course, you still need the passion. You still need the dream. To, to keep you going through the bumpy times. Perseverance, right? Perseverance. Perseverance. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Yes. But, but anyhow, but, but even with the passion, even with your energy and your dream, if you don't pay attention uh, to the details and you don't get the professional help you may need or from really good friends to learn what are the details, the sort of the secret sauce that all the experts have, you need that to go from... Uh, what, what did we say from miserable yeah, to miracle, to miracle. and then and then you can do just about anything if you have the right support back to you that's amazing and uh, very very happy very excited it was it was amazing to have this conversation and I hope it it kind of resonated with you guys and uh, that you can get some value from it I'm sure you can because yes you know, when you hear some stories and uh, the true stories, it's really, it's really powerful. And I hope you get inspired and uh, also hope you enjoyed this episode, the podcast. And uh, if so, I would really like to, to hear some feedback from you. You can, you can find me on any, any different like uh, social media so you can send some message and uh, you can also check other podcast episodes. And uh, definitely I want to Thank again, Larry, and uh, really it was a pleasure. 
It was a pleasure Thank having you as a guest, and uh, I want to kind of recommend you guys again to to check Larry out, like uh, find find him online and connect with him, and because he really is the master of storytelling, <laughs> and uh, I will keep going to the events and uh, listening to, to his speeches, and and hopefully I will also. Ma uh, conquer that fear of, of this uh, public speaking for me it's also a very very uh, big step uh, but anyways uh, it, it was it was a pleasure to to have you here and uh, share your knowledge and your experience your golden tips golden tips yes and they can find some golden tips from me yes okay. <laughs> I just I just this week uh, opened an account on Instagram so you okay. will find me there Larry Schuster S C H U S T E R and I'm also on LinkedIn and I'm here in China and please come by and s stop in and let's have a talk. That's amazing. I will share his information below in the description and uh, once again, thank you so much for, for listening and for watching and uh, I'll see you soon in our next episode. See you on the tennis court, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. Yeah, yeah. Okay, see you now on the bye stage. Bye. Yeah. Great. Okay, so let's stop. Nice.